I had casting, which is like where you go to audition for a job. And the woman, you know, she realized she was like, um, you know, you're, you're a little bit too thin to fit into these clothes. And I thought, um, that's so ironic. Like, I can't believe that would happen. And then I had another casting where someone like right after where someone was like, you're too curvy to fit into these clothes. And I realized like, there's something so ironic. I'm like, I can't be too thin or too curvy. Like I'm never going to fit what everyone wants. So I'm going to have to find that internally. Staying motivated takes work. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Join Umar Jang as he shares inspirational stories and tips to get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is the Motivational Voice Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Motivational Voice Podcast. This is session number 53. How do you see yourself? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Do the things you tell yourself in your head also known as your self-talk, match up with what you see in the mirror. In today's world, we are bombarded with ads that tell us what we should eat, what we should wear, and even what we should look like. And these ads follow us around, not just the internet, but on all the devices across all of social media. According to a recent study, more than 50% of adults men and women, from the UK, from the United States, Australia, France, Germany, and the list goes on, reported experiencing some type of dissatisfaction with their body weight. And there are many, many more troubling statistics out there about how people, both men and women, perceive themselves. And all of this comes down to body image. It's no wonder that many of us don't feel like our bodies are enough that the way we look is enough. In today's episode, I chat with Bridget Ugarte, an amazing young woman who, through her own struggles with body image, managed to break away from the false narrative that leads so many to feel like they aren't enough. Not skinny enough, not tall enough, not this, not that enough. Let's bring Bridget in and start the conversation. Hey, Bridget, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you. It's been a it's been a while since uh, since we chatted. Uh, yeah, after, yeah. Uh, the, the whole TEDx uh, saga. So oh yes, oh yes. We'll get into. Uh, yeah. But before, do you want to take a second and just introduce yourself to our audience and let them know who you are, what you do? Yeah. So, uh, hi, I'm Bridget Ugarte. Um, I am a sign model in New York City, LA and Chicago. I'm also a public speaker. I recently gave my own um, TEDx talk called Reshape Your Mind, Not Your Body on the subject of self-empowerment and body image. Um, I'm also a podcast host. I do a lot of content creating on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, so yeah, that's that's my spiel. Yeah, no, we were just talking before I hit record. We were just talking about your your TEDx talk, which uh, is backing up numbers, by the way. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) But it's a very compelling talk. And I wanted to have you on the podcast because the some of the things that you talked about in your talk, I think, are relevant for uh, for women and men and people who just uh, may look at 
themselves in the mirror differently. So we are going to actually dive right in. What what pushed you to give this talk? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I think for me, the biggest thing was, you know, in school I studied like international studies and Spanish. This wasn't something um, I necessarily studied. It was just something I'd learned through experience. And um, the biggest part for me was, you know, some of the issues I talk about related to body image and my perception of self and my issues with my own confidence, like the, the work I did to get to the place where I not only had healed those issues, but was able to speak on them was such a lived experience. And I felt like it was so much more powerful that way than, you know, giving statistics that I couldn't relate to. Like it was my journey. And I knew so many people felt the same way from conversations with friends and family. And I knew like, there was something here that needed to be said that often goes unsaid when it comes to body image and our relationship with ourselves. Um, and that goes for men, women, all genders included. Um, but I think I specifically spoke a little bit towards that female experience because that's what I knew. Um, so yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? So, so you, you mentioned that you struggled with body image. Yeah. Can you talk more about what specifically what that struggle was about? Yeah. Um, growing up, I think my family had a very positive relationship with food in the household. I think for me, it was something that sort of became a bigger issue um, when I kind of was developing how I saw myself and my own confidence as a young adult. And I think, you know, my relationship with myself and how I perceive my body image really started to become influenced by things like social media, my environment. I went to a school with a lot of um, just generally like smaller girls. And I always had a very athletic build. And, you know, as a kid, you just, you aren't born with these biases or these perceptions, but when you're around them, you start to, oh, so sorry. You start to notice things that like, you didn't think were an issue until you noticed you didn't have it, you know? Um, and so I think my relationship with food and my relationship with body image kind of became intertwined. I really started restricting as a way to achieve this body I was supposed to want. And, um, and it sort of spiraled from there. And that was sort of like the start of my talk is where I was really struggling. And then how I healed and um, really learned to empower myself. So, yeah. Did I so, even answer your question? I feel like I kind of jumped around. Yeah, no, no, you did. I think you know you did. It's uh, it's one of those topics where you could go in so many directions. Exactly. Uh, but I wanted to 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 tap into. Uh, so when you say you, you talk about you know reshaping your mind uh, rather than reshaping your body, what does it mean concretely when you say to reshape your mind? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing for me was when I was at my thinnest and. Um, I was at, you know, what society would deem my best shape. Um, I was absolutely miserable and I had really lost that sense of self that, you know, maybe that bigger version of myself, um, really had, but it had so much less to do with my body. And that was the thing I noticed. I was like, this has nothing to do with my shape or my size. This is to do with the way I live and the way I, you know, fuel myself and the people I'm around and what I invest my time and energy into in my relationship with myself internally. And I realized, you know, to find confidence about your body and yourself, you have to reshape your perspective. 
on how you value yourself entirely. Because like I said, I was at my thinnest and I was probably the most miserable I've ever been. And I had all these people affirming to me, I look so great. I must be so happy. But the things I was doing to get there were habits that made me miserable. And so I just, I knew that this wasn't right. And then I really wanted to focus on the internal work because I spent so much time on the external work and was so unhappy that I knew that it had so much more to do with that confidence and perspective. Did it, it, was it because you, you, were, you felt like the things you were doing to be quote unquote thin were, were an authentic, really an authentic, uh, or was it just the amount of, I guess, energy and mental energy you were putting into trying to do that or a combination of both? I think for sure a combination of both. I think I naturally have a bigger build and a more athletic build. And it was something I didn't really like honor. Like I wanted to achieve the ideal, you know, beauty standards. But the craziest part is like, even since I've been alive, the beauty standards have changed so much and the type of body you want have changed and had their own fluctuations. So um, I think for me, the biggest thing was I noticed, you know, how much of my life felt dedicated to this body standard that could change. And I was like, why, why am I devoting myself to something that's so fragile and so meaningless to who I am as a person? Because, you know, there's other qualities about myself I'd rather honor that are going to last (laughs) than my body. Um, And I think that's, that's really what I started to feel when I spent so much of my life and my energy just devoted to getting this physique. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I think, especially well in in this society, well in America in the Western world, there's a lot of emphasis on, you know, this is the perfect body shape, right? Mm-hmm. So that if you don't look like that, whether it's reshaping your nose or your yes. your body or your hips or whatever, which is, if you think about it, is a little bit crazy because you're trying to look like someone who looks different than you because of who they are. Exactly. And now I understand it's not very straightforward to just say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to stop doing this. Yeah. So how did you snap out of this vicious circle, if you will, to say, okay, I have to do this to be able to accept myself and and reshape my mind, essentially. How did you do that? Yeah, I think um, it's so hard because it was so many different things. I always had a really good support system. And I think spending time with people who genuinely value you for you um, and not what you look like was a big switch. At the time, I was in a very, you know, a lot of different things. I was dealing with um, some perspectives that had been put onto me from a past toxic relationship that made me feel more pressure on what I looked like. I stopped, you know, putting so much energy into social media and you know, seeing what other people look like and comparing myself. And I went to therapy and like, I genuinely value that. Um, I even started taking anxiety medication that really helped me use some of those tools I learned in therapy. I, you know, little, little habits. Some of the things I even talk about my TED talk were I didn't body check as much, which is like, you know, looking in the mirror, or like sucking in when you look in the mirror, just like using your reflection to check in with how your body's looking or covering your stomach with a pillow when you're sitting, like there were so many subconscious things I was doing that I had to become aware of. And it took like years of work um, because it was something like, you know, when you have these subconscious thoughts, you you aren't even like conscious of them. (laughs) Like 
it was something I really had to bring to the service and figure out, you know, what it was, like why I wanted to change this. And I think, yes, there were a lot of little tools, but also it was a lot of like internal work. Like, why do I need this validation? Like, why can't I find this validation with myself? Um, and what can I do to get there where I don't need these external pieces of validation to feel good enough and confident and all of that. So it was a, it was a big mix of things for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it, it took you, it, it took you some work to actually get there, uh, yes. but, but you got there. Um, yes. So there's a couple of things I want to ask the, in your talk, you reference uh, an experience where I won't give away the whole talk where you were essentially <laughs> told not to go home and starve yourself. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I think this was also a very big like realization moment for me. And that's why I, I talk about it in the talk, but um, as a full-time model, obviously your body is a big part of your job. Um, and there's no other career I feel like where there's that much emphasis on the body. So the interesting part for me was at my thinnest, I wasn't working and I wasn't booking jobs because I was very insecure since I needed so much external validation. Um, and I didn't have that internal confidence since I relied so much on my body image um, and not my perspective. So it was super ironic because I thought, oh, I'm at my thinnest. I'll do the best I've ever done. And I wasn't doing well. And um, I had a, a casting, which is like where you go to audition for a job. And the woman, you know, she realized she was like, um, you know, you're you're a little bit too thin to fit into these clothes. And I thought, um, that's so ironic. Like, I can't believe that would happen. And then I had another casting where someone like right after where someone was like, you're too curvy to fit into these clothes. And I realized like, there's something so ironic. I'm like, I can't be too thin or too curvy. Like I'm never going to fit, um, what everyone wants. So I'm going to have to find that internally. But, you know, one of the pieces of advice, the, the casting director said to me, she was like, promise me you won't go home and starve yourself. Like so many models do because you're too curvy to fit into these clothes. Like, promise me you won't. Because we had like, you know, bonded on set and bonded at that audition. And I thought that was such a strange comment that it was so normal to her to suggest that piece of advice that like, I could be, my sense of self could be so impacted by this one moment where my body was told it wasn't enough of this or it wasn't enough of that, that I could go home and do something so horrible. And the fact that I wasn't even shocked that she said it also really concerned me. And I think I really had to think about those things. Like, why? Like, why is that normal? Why was that not concerning? Like, why did she feel comfortable saying that? Why did I feel not surprised hearing it? So I think that was something that really helped me get to the root of things was listening more closely to some of the narratives I was hearing and like the subliminal messages behind them. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you have that external, I guess, influence, if you will, where people around you, people in your circles will tell you different things, whether, oh, you look so good, or you're too thin, yeah. or, you know, you've gained weight, which people say less of. I come from a, from a culture where if you have a pimple on your face, people will tell you, oh, my gosh, you got a pimple on your face. You need to <laughs> get that checked out. Right? Yeah. So that's how, that's my, you know, home country culture, but yeah, we don't do that so much of that in the U.S. 
Yeah. But if you look, quote unquote, good, well, or what they perceive to be good, they tell you, oh, you look so thin. And, yes. and you know, a, a quick example I'll give is, is you know, my wife is, was taking, uh, you know, medication and one of the side effects was that she was losing weight. So maybe even too much of it, right? So, and she wasn't happy about that. But yeah. people would start saying to her, wow, you look so good. And, she, and her inner voice was telling her, oh my God, I'm losing all of this weight. I don't want to lose all this weight. And people are telling me that you look good. Yeah. Which just reinforces, you know, those external factors of society telling you that you don't look good enough unless you look a certain way. Exactly. It can yeah. be really detrimental uh, to to young people, young women uh, out mm -hmm. there. So, so I wanted to just bring that up. The meals that you eat are an important part of your health. But let's be honest, it's really hard to find time to cook a meal every single day, let alone a healthy one. If you are the person who cooks for your family like I do at home, you know more than anyone that it's not easy to cook healthy foods. What if I told you that there's an easy way to get all of the best meals you want for little to no effort? Right now, you can get a simple, easy-to-follow meal plan that will not only take the guesswork out of cooking, but also help you maintain a healthy weight without living on kale or eating unhealthy foods. That's right. You can take a 30-second quiz and get a meal plan sent directly to your inbox. All you have to do is go to bluezoneremedy.com forward slash meal plan. Take a 30-second quiz and you will immediately receive a customized meal plan that will make cooking for your family a hundred times easier. Again, that's bluezoneremedy.com forward slash meal plan. Someone who's watching who might be going through the same struggles as you did, maybe thinking, okay, maybe I got to lose the weight or I got to look differently. Where do they start? What would you tell them to start thinking or doing to, to really be healthy about how they perceive themselves? I think that's a great question because I think sometimes how you start says a lot about, you know, where your journey is going to end up. Um, I think the biggest thing is taking a deep breath and trying to start practicing ways of getting in touch with yourself. I think that's something I really, really valued and really helped, helped me was doing that journaling. Um, you know, like I said, not using the mirror is something I was always checking in on myself as, um, like, see how I was doing. Um, but you know, little things like that can help. But I think also like diving in with yourself about why you're doing this, because I think that fitness and food related habits are always going to be relevant. It's something we do every single day to survive, um, and to maintain a healthy body beyond like, you know, appearance, it's just about health. And so I think when you think about health, you have to think about mental and physical, and I think that's where so often we lack is that we will put that, you know, we will connect that appearance and physical health together and mm. make it like that's the healthiest way to, to, uh, to look better is, you know, you start, first you start working out and then you start getting that external validation. And nowhere along that journey is anyone checking in with why you're doing this, how you feel about yourself, your mental state, um, and so I think it's really first getting in touch with why you're doing this. Um, is it about how you feel about yourself or is it about your actual health? Um, and then beyond that, I think it's 
you know, really honoring your mental and physical health along the journey. Taking a rest is very important, not only for physical health, but for mental health. Um, you know, trying to create habits that when you're, you know, practicing, you can maintain. I think that was something else I really experienced was I was doing these horrible habits that realistically, like no one should be doing, but also they were not sustainable. Like I was restricting calories to an extreme level. I was working out twice a day. Like those types of things are habits that made me miserable. So I, you know, in that sense, when you get to the body you're supposed to want, you have to wonder, you know, if these habits are making me miserable, why will I all of a sudden feel confident? You know? So I think it's about learning that it is perspective. If it comes to your relationship with yourself, if it comes to confidence, it's perspective. There's so many things that go into um, just confidence, how you feel about yourself and not letting appearance be that thing that really pushes you to, you know, work out and, and, and dive into fitness and health culture. Let it be about feeling good and feeling healthy and not about like looking good to get that external validation. Um, and then, you know, that's going to look different for everyone. I've gone through stages with fitness where it's like, I just go on long walks and I've gone through stages where I'm super into like, uh, you know, a hit workout, like just honor wherever you're at and make sure it's holistic. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely does. It, I, I, I talk on, on the podcast. I talk a lot about the concept of just taking baby steps, starting small, those micro, micro changes that you can make. Right. So and, and an, an analogy that I use often is uh, instead of saying that, you know, from now on, I'm going to eat healthy and then start on the next day and throw out all of the food in your fridge. It might be easier to just put an apple on your counter. Right. Just yeah. take a bite out of it. Your goal is take one bite of the apple, right? Yeah. So, so I think that that's one one thing I think about when you talk about you know starting small and, and not not doing too much there. Yeah, yeah. Now, in, in terms of of you talked earlier about having a support system, what might someone need to have in place or seek out to make sure that they have that support system? Mm-hmm. I think it's a really big part of um, our relationship with ourselves is who we have around us. And I think, um, you know, environment really influences our own relationship with ourselves. As ironic as it is, it's like your own relationship with yourself is so often based on external things. And that's something else I talk about in my TED talk where I thought that was so ironic. Like how I feel about myself should have nothing to do with anyone else. Um, so I think, when it comes to support system, if you don't have those people in your life who make you feel good about yourself, building that environment for yourself is very important. Whether that's following social media accounts who promote body positivity and make you feel better about yourself and unfollowing accounts that don't make you feel good about yourself, or if it's, you know, getting rid of a toxic relationship or at least beginning the journey of working through what that looks like, um, whether it's, you know, setting more boundaries with people and how they talk about their bodies until you feel in a better place with yours, or maybe it's spending more time with new friends and like, you know, getting out there and not spending too much time with yourself. If that's something that, you know, you find yourself being harder on yourself and you're alone, um, anything really. But I think it's about just really building the environment that's going to suit you and give you that positivity you need. Um, and that, that validation that you don't, you don't need to change the way you look. 
because I think that really helps reiterate that this is about health. If you are starting a journey with fitness and your relationship with food, it should always be about health. So you need those people um, who remind you that it has nothing to do with your appearance, that you'll always be good enough um, regardless. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting you say that because I was, the other day I was uh, listening to a new study around how filters are starting to alter people's perceptions subconsciously because people yes. use so many filters, right? Uh, you know, whether it's Instagram or, or, or TikTok or whatever. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on what people can do when it comes to to filters, which is essentially a digital makeup of sort? <laughs> That's a lot more harmful than regular makeup. You know? Yeah. So yes. <laughs> what would you say to that in terms of maybe things people can do or uh, to 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 uh, reverse that? Yeah, I think it's kind of a it's kind of a scary thing that's happening. I mean, like I've seen people you know do realistic um, videos where they show what you can do and then what they actually look like. And I mean, you can edit videos, your entire face, you can edit your hair, you can edit everything. And there's even, you know, creators out there who are successful that have a filter on every single video. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, I wonder if, if you actually would look like this in person. Like, it's weird that I don't have a real perception of what you look like. Um, I think it's a really dangerous thing to reinforce is that, you know, I think it's really taking away this human barrier. Like for me, sometimes I'll be on my phone or I'll film a video and I'm in bed. I have no makeup on my hair. I have like bed head. And if I put a filter on, everyone would think I'm together. I'm put together at 8 a.m. No one has any idea that I have this human moment where I'm, my hair is a mess and I'm laying in bed. Um, and I think that's the part it's really taking away and it's putting a lot more pressure for people and really negatively impacting people's mental health when they see these people that seem to always be on and are always perfect and always ready to go and, you know, are, you know, perfect as, as society would label it, but it's definitely creating a really hard narrative, I think for like newer generations um, about how you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to look all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's definitely uh, challenging. I mean, when I was growing up, I, I, I live at a time where we didn't have cell phones and yeah. I saw myself on stage. So I, I, I could see that difference between between the two. And I think it's really challenging nowadays uh, with, I mean, everyone has a cell phone, obviously, and everyone is on yeah. social media for the most part to kind of separate yourself from it. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think it's good good advice that you gave in terms of how to maybe, maybe deal with that. Yeah. Um, I know we're running short on time, You've gone through this journey and you've learned quite a bit about yourself and about what works and what doesn't work. For someone who's just maybe, maybe they don't even realize that they have a problem with this. What are some signs? I think you touched a bit on those. What are some of the th things they need to start thinking about? When, when I do this, or maybe something is off there to actually realize that they might have an issue and to start addressing it sooner than later. I think the biggest thing to me is starting to question why, um, you know, sometimes when I was in the thick of it, I would make a lot of harsh jokes about myself. Um, like, Oh, I'm, you know, not good enough for that. Or, Oh, I look so ugly today. Like little things that your body and your mind hear. Um, and so I think sometimes people's relationship talk right yes that's all talk like people's relationship with themselves comes out in humor comes out in 
little moments comes out in just certain thoughts that come up, um, whether they're looking in a mirror or about to eat something and have those negative thoughts. And I think the biggest thing is start to question why, why you think that. And especially when it comes to right or wrong, um, this is a little bit unrelated to body, but someone once said to me, you know, it's, it's so funny because all this dental work we do to like fix our smile, it implies that like a crooked teeth are wrong, but there's actually nothing like physically wrong with crooked teeth. It's just about appearance. And it's like those types of messages that you hear that you're like, whoa, like this is something I'm taught to believe. This isn't something I inherently believe. Um, so I think really starting to listen to those things when it comes to your body and your relationship with yourself on weight, take a step back. Why do I think that? Do I really believe that? Or have I been taught that? And I think that's kind of the best baby step place to start for sure. Good. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, now, what would you, what would you say to someone who uh, maybe final words for, for, uh, just uh, final words you would share with them in terms of, um, you know, if they're struggling with body image or they think they're not good enough, what do they need to actually say to themselves? Maybe some of that self-talk, what, what worked for you actually, I should be asking. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing was not jumping to, Oh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and just love myself. Like, I think the place that I got to when I started to realize I deserved more was not every day being perfect, but just recognize if I was like having a bad day, it's better to say nothing to, your, to yourself than to say something negative. And if that's all I could give myself was just less harsh thoughts and less, less thoughts about what I was doing when I was eating and just like that patience with myself, if I could start there, I knew I could get to a better place each and every day. So I think it's really about building and just, you know, getting to that place where you're just neutral with your body and you accept that this is a really powerful tool and it, it shouldn't be how you define yourself. Um, I think that's really key is just focus on getting to a neutral place with yourself and then focus on building confidence and, you know, validation and all of these amazing things that come with really changing that perspective. Um, but I think patience, patience is like key and little, little habits. Um, and I think when that all builds up, you can really blossom into someone more confident and less insecure. And it's just, it's a, it's a really powerful thing because I think the biggest thing for me was just when I realized how much more secure I was when I changed that mentality and it had nothing to do with my body and my body has changed throughout different chapters in my life. And I still have that same confidence. So start small. Don't be hard on yourself. The point is to get to a better place with yourself. So the last thing you want to do is punish yourself for having these harsh thoughts, because this is something we were given in society. Um, so, you know, really have that grace and that patience and just start small for sure. Richie Dugarte. I've been yes. practicing in my head for a long time. So good. How of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you can watch my TEDx talk, Reshape Your Mind, Not Your Body, um, on the TEDx talk YouTube channel. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, um, TikTok, and YouTube. On Instagram and TikTok, I'm Bridget Ugarte, Bridget, B R I D G E T T E U G A R T E. And then YouTube, I'm Bridget Catherine. Um, so you can follow me there. I also have a website, BridgetUgarte.com. Um, or Bridget Garte, sorry, I should pronounce it correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll drop it in the show notes of the episode oh, sweet. as well. 
So, Sweet. Thank you. But yeah, yeah. Check me out there. <laughs> sounds good. Well, any, any final words? Well, thank you for having me. This is awesome. And I'm so glad I got the opportunity to chat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was my pleasure. That was my chat with Bridget Ugarte. I hope that her story inspires you to accept yourself for who you are, but most importantly to realize that trying to conform to a certain ideal of weight or looks imposed on you by society or whomever won't make you happier. You have to accept yourself, flaws and all, before you can begin to have a healthier relationship with your own body. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy and I'm not even pretending that it's going to be easy. But the journey to self-acceptance starts with you acknowledging that maybe, maybe you do have a problem. And the next step should be for you to talk to someone if you feel you have an unhealthy view of who you are and what you look like. Your self-worth, your self-image, but most importantly your life is far too important to leave this to chance. And if you need to hear this, I'll say it. You are enough and you deserve to feel good in your own skin. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. As always, you can find the show notes for today's episode on my website at umarjang.com forward slash session 53. That's session 53, all one word. By the way, if you enjoyed listening to the podcast, grab your phone, rate the show and drop us a comment to let us know what this episode has meant to you. It only takes a moment and rating the show helps the podcast get noticed and helps others discover the show and learn from the information that I share. Thank you for doing that and thank you for spending part of your day with me today. Until next time, please stay safe and motivated. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog posts at omarjang.com.